The Pitch Sider. Pitch side for every game. Hello and welcome back to the Pitch Sider podcast. Um, after a unexpected week off, we are back. Um, sorry about that, but the plan for this week is we will give you a full roundup of what's happened over the last two weeks, as there's been a bit that's happened, and then we'll give you a full international roundup, um, as there has been no football apart from international games this weekend. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of news that happened, a lot of managers coming and goings, um, players um, leaving Barcelona um, are back under investigation, get you up to speed fully what's going on there. Um, and we've also had the Champions League draw and Europa draw, so we will give our opinions on that as well. But yes, start off with the news um, from the last couple of weeks. Um, and yet start off with ex-Arsenal and Real Madrid midfielder Mesut Ozil. So at the age of 34, Mesut Ozil has confirmed his retirement from uh, international and club football. Ozil won nine trophies during his club career, including four four FA Cups, the Spanish La Liga title. Um, he also has 92 caps for Germany, where he was part of the team that won that 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Um, he said in a media statement, it has been an amazing journey filled with unforgettable moments and emotions. I've had a privilege to be a professional football player for almost 17 years and now feel incredibly thankful for the opportunity. But in recent weeks and months, I've suffered a lot from injuries. It's become more and more clear it's time to give up and leave the big stage of football. So he began his career at Schalke and Werder Bremen before moving to Real Madrid in the summer of 2010, winning the Liga, Copa del Rey and the Spanish Super Cup. He joined Arsenal for a then club record fee of £42.4 million in 2013, winning back-to-back FA Cups in his first two seasons before being named the player of the season in his third and winning the Cup again in 2017. Uh, he was the highest-played player at Arsenal in 2018 after signing a three-and-a-half-year deal of 350k per week. Emery's dismissal, Ozil returned before Ozil's dismissal. Um, He lost his place in the Arsenal squad and then left and then finished his career in Turkey. So yes, sad to see him go. Um, definitely sort of been more on a downcline in his later years of his career, but he's had a successful career. Um, one of Arsenal's best players back in the day, and also at um, Real Madrid. So sad to see him go. Moving from one player that is retiring it to another player that has come back into football, uh, which is Ben Foster, only for six weeks. He has joined Wrexham uh, to replace their goalie that has been injured for the last few games of the season. Uh, Joining Wrexham, Foster said, I'm over the moon. Um, I've been at the club an hour this morning. It seems a really nice place. Everyone is down to earth and the manager is top class. It's changed a lot since I was here, last year. But it's nice to be back and it's nice to be back as a player too. Um, it will be interesting to see how my body feels after training today. You know, Foster was a young youngster at Stoke when he played for Wrexham on an eight loan 18 years ago. 
um, and was then spotted by Manchester United's Sir Alex Ferguson, where he spent five years at Old Trafford after that, although that did include two loan spells at Watford and Ford and played 23 times for Red Devils, um, twice helping them to win the League Cup. So yeah, it's good to see him back. Obviously, he's well known for being a cycling goalkeeper. So it'll be interesting to see whether he will bring back what he used to um, when he was in the Premier League. Um, definitely a big step down, um, but it's also a big appointment for Wrexham um, as he comes with a lot of experience. Um, hasn't played football for just over a season, um, but he will definitely be helping them push for that promotion spot, which they desperately want to League Two. So if we go back to some European football quickly, we will talk about Barcelona. So following on from the Barcelona courts, looking at some of Barcelona's accounting history, um, it's now been decided by UEFA to appoint ethics and disciplinary inspectors to look over the payments allegedly made to, for favourable refereeing decisions, as we mentioned um, the other week. Um, Barcelona, who deny any wrongdoing, paid 8.7 million euros to referees between 2001 and 2018. UEFA have stated that the ethics and disciplinary investigators have been appointed to conduct an investigation in regarding the potential violation of UEFA's legal framework by Barcelona in connection with the so-called Casa Nagada. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's interesting to see how this will progress. Um, obviously, Barcelona deny any wrongdoing, and if it is proven, um, it's definitely going to hold some legal weight. Whether Barcelona will get fined, whether they will get deducted points, whether they will lose certain trophies they won. Um, so this is a big, big talking point within like Barcelona um, and worrying times. If you are a Barcelona fan. So we'll keep you up to date if we hear any more about this um, new story as it develops. Um, but yeah, we're now waiting for the report from these UEFA investigators. Sticking with Europe, um, Bayern Munich have sacked manager Julian Neglezen and have appointed former Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel. Um, so Bayern Munich have sacked the manager after less than two years in charge and have appointed Thomas Tuchel as his replacement until 2025. German side have won the last 10 Bundesliga titles um, and sit second in the table, one point behind leaders Borussia Dortmund. They beat City at PSG to reach the quarterfinals when they will face Man City. We'll get on to that later. Um, Thomas Tuchel was sacked back in September of last year. Um, he replaces... Naglazerman on a contract until the 30th of June 2025 and he'll take training for the first time on Monday uh, the day this is released um, Bayern Munich chief said when they signed Julian in the summer of 2021 we were convinced that he would work on a long time basis and that was the goal for us to end up right and that was the goal of all of us right up to the end um, but now we have come to the conclusion that the quality of our squad, despite the Bundesliga title last year, has come for far less and less often. After the World Cup, we have paid less successfully and less attractively, and big fluctuations in their performance and half, half 
cast doubt over our goal scoring records since. Um, but yeah, it looks like Barcelona by Munich want to go in a different direction and whether this will have a upset on the league, whether it will have a sort of new manager bounce for by Munich, by Munich. But the goal scoring seems to be one of an areas that they've lacked this season. Um, but that is probably because they've got rid of a massive goal scorer in someone like Lewandowski um, after like scoring 30. 30 goals a season there um, and I've brought in Sadio Mane um, who's more of a winger rather than an out and out striker um, and they don't have one of Europe's top strikers anymore so it's going to definitely hinder their their goal scoring but their style of football um, sort of will now change with Tuchel, Tuchel favours like back five um, and whether their stance on um, Cancelo will change, um, definitely be interesting and one to watch um, and it's definitely worth watching in the um, by Munich in the Bundesliga now. Um, one sticking with managers, um, Conte is in very very hot water at Spurs. So Con- this is an interesting one because uh, it's been over a week since Conte very very harshly criticised. Um, Tottenham and um, he criticized the players he criticized the mentality he criticized the squad he criticized the ownership he just criticized everything um in a press conference which was very sort of more out of the blue um he spent obviously a long time in Italy after recovering from his um operation he had um, and during this international break he has gone back to um Italy um but he with his um, assistant taking charge. Um, but yeah, most clubs, if he would have said that, would have sacked him. Um, his contract seems to be up at the end of the season. He's stated on the record many times that he um, will review his contract at the end, but it's widely known that he's likely to leave and go back to Italy. Um, a lot of pundits and a lot of people were expecting him to be sacked, but week on, he's still there. Um, hasn't reported back. Um he seems to be on holiday in Italy. Um, there's been a number of managers that have been rumoured um, to take his situation. Um, it looks like the intern manager basis would probably most likely be Ryan Mason if he was sacked. Um, and former Spurs boss Harry Redknapp said he would love to work with him um, if he does get the job. Uh, but the biggest manager that has been linked is Mer- um, Pochettino. Obviously, he's had been most successful with Spurs um, since Mourinho um, getting to that Champions League but seems no one can win a trophy there um, yeah it, whether Tottenham are going to just let him see out his contracts and they don't have to pay any compensation um, or whether they want to sack him but I think for what he said um, it a lot of it is true um, if you watch the way they play it definitely is um, but it could be that a lot of the senior players don't want to play for him anymore. Um, it's getting very toxic there. Um, and yeah, it seems to be not a very nice situation for Tottenham. And um, Tottenham definitely need to make a decision quickly whether they are going to stick with him or not. Because a lot of unrest at a club will hinder their chances um, in football games. And definitely 
be in, in the top four battle. Um, it's gonna they need to be all focused on that with a number of teams sniffing for that spot. But yeah, if we hear any more, um, we will definitely keep you up to date. Most places we keep you up to date, it's the Instagram and Twitter. Um, so please go and give us a follow on there. Um, just sticking with managers still, um, Palace have sacked Patrick Vieira um, after a very unsuccessful time at Palace. Um, this season he's definitely it's not been as successful as Palace would have wanted. Um, and yeah, they have appointed... Roy Hodgson, who has also come out of retirement this week. So um, a lot of players coming out of retirement. Um, so, yeah. So a bit of an interesting appointment from um, Palace. Um, it seems to be they're trying to avoid relegation from the Premier League. They currently sit 12th, um, but they are just three points above the relegation, which shows how tight it is without winning in 2023. So they brought Roy Hodgson back. He did have a successful time at the club. Um but yeah, he. It's going to be an interesting one to see how they um, deal. He's only signed to the end of the season, um, so they still need a long-term manager. Um, something needs to change at the club. Um, but bringing Roy Hodgson back, I don't know whether it was the right move. Um, but it's done now, and so we'll definitely see how this goes. Um, and his first game will be in charge next weekend when football returns. Let's finally move on to some Champions League. Uh, football and we had the conclusion of the um, round of 16 um, and we've also had the draws so let's quickly go through the draws uh, many people would have seen this um, so we have Real Madrid versus Chelsea and they last faced each other when Chelsea won the um, Champions League lot in 2021 um, which we were also on the same side have Manchester City versus Bayern Munich so Two interesting games favourites after knocking Liverpool out. Um, but Chelsea have a very good record against Real Madrid in their last five games, winning four of them. Um, Manchester City, um, they are now playing Bayern Munich. They are to... Uh, this is going to be one of the most interesting ones because um, whoever, whoever wins this will play against Real Madrid or Chelsea in the semi-finals. So this is the side where... Most of the favourites to win this competition are. Um, so it'd be interesting to see who will come out on top. Um, but my predictions are going to be Chelsea and Bayern Munich. And then it'll be a Chelsea-Bayern Munich semi-final. Um, being a Chelsea fan, I would like it to be Chelsea. But I think maybe Bayern Munich would do this. They've got a bit more quality than Chelsea. But it's a knockout game, so anything can happen. Um, and this also would see... Thomas Tuchel's first game back at the bridge as the Bayern Munich manager since leaving Chelsea. On the other side, we have Inter Milan versus Benfica. Um, you would put your money on Inter Milan to win this. Um, they just have a bit more best quality than Benfica, but I wouldn't rule Benfica out of this cup tie. The other game we've got is AC Milan versus Napoli. Um, Napoli are favourites to win this one. I'm currently topping the uh, Serie A table, um, all Italian. Um, this would then lead to an all Italian semi final um, with likely Napoli versus Milan. Um, Napoli could knock out both Milan clubs, um, but 
Napoli are strong favourites to win this competition. Um, definitely to get to the final. So it'd be interesting to see how this um, rules out. But um, yeah, all all routes lead to a final of Istanbul. Um, probably going to be a Napoli Bayern Munich final is my prediction. Moving to Europa League after Arsenal got knocked out, um, one of being one of the favourites, Manchester United progressed. Um, they now face Seville. Um, if anyone remembers a few years ago, Manchester United played Seville and they lost in the final. So it'll be interesting to see how the replay of this goes. Uh, Juventus play Sporting Lisbon. Bayer Leverkusen play Union St. Galapsco after they beat Union. And Feyenoid play Roma. Um, this leads to semi-final of Juventus or Sporting Lisbon versus Manchester United or Seville. Uh, so this could be a Juventus-Manchester United semi-final, which will be one of the two favourites to win. Um, and then we've got Feyenoid or Roma versus Bayer Leverkusen or Union St. Galapsco. Uh, so I reckon this probably will be Roma versus Union. Um, in the Europa Conference Leagues, we've got Let's Palazzo versus Florentina. We've got Glent versus West Ham. And we've got AZ Alkmaar versus Anderlecht and Basel versus Nice. Um, in the semi-finals, that leaves Lazio or Florentina, most likely them, to play Basel or Nice. Um, so this probably will be a Nice-Florentina. Uh, semi-final and then we've got Ghent versus West Ham so you would like West Ham and then we've probably got an Anderlecht to face them so it's going to be an interesting couple of rounds um, in these different competitions um, but yeah definitely a lot of football to be played um, a lot of teams to still go out um, and hopefully we can have an upset here or there So now moving on to some international football, we'll go over the England games in a bit more detail on a couple of the other games. Um, but yeah, won't hang around too much on this. Um, starting off with England, um, we Harry Kane now is England's all-time top goal scorer. Um, after drawing level with Rooney, he converted a penalty um, against Italy, which then moved him one, so he is now the... Um, England's record goal scorer um, and yeah definitely go and watch the highlights um, go and look at some of his goals um, he still got a few years left in him for England so he's likely to take that role further on um, doesn't really seem to be anyone in this sort of generation that will match that so it be interesting to see who is going to be the next Wayne Rooney or Harry Kane um, but yeah well done to him um, definitely a landmark um, makes him world-class striker only thing he needs to do now is win a couple of trophies um, probably more likely with England rather than Tottenham but yeah whether he will leave or not it's definitely something to follow and see in the summer it's going to be a big summer for Harry Kane um, but yeah as mentioned England did beat Italy 2-1 and with um, Declan Rice and Harry Kane scoring for England. Um, pretty even game, end to end, for, 
wasn't the most thrilling game, but England got three points, got the job done, and start off their qualifying to England to 3 0. Um, in the game that was played today as of recording was England Ukraine. Uh, this ended 2 0 to Ukraine with Kane and Saka both finding the net. Um, Saka getting an assist and a goal this game. So showing that he's very, very confident in England. Um, yeah, he's Gareth Southgate's side built on the foundation of their first win against Italy. And it was the first win against Italy since 1986 um, with the efficient performance. Um, England's continued to build momentum. Um, Harry Kane made it 55 goals when he bundled into Saka's cross at the far post. Um, yeah, Lester James Madison made a good impression on his first England start while Ivan Tony won his first cap as late substitution. Um, Captain Harry, Harry Kane making way there. Um, and there was no danger from a Ukrainian comeback. But yeah, this leaves England in a good um, situation. Top of the group, six points. Um, in the England's group, we have left to play North Macedonia and Malta. Um, so you would be favour Italy... Uh, Chelsea would, England would be favourites to go through um, with it, Italy, but Italy did get a draw in this group. Um, just going over the groups quickly. Um, so you've got Group A, which is Spain and Scotland, both top of the group. Uh, you've also then got Georgia and Norway and Cyprus. Uh, so group B, you've got France, Greece, Republic of Ireland, Gibraltar and Netherlands. Uh, group D, you've got Turkey, Wales, Croatia, Lithuania, and Armenia. Uh, group E, you've got Czech, Faroe Islands, Moldova, Albania, and Poland. Um, group F, you've got Austria, Belgium, Estonia, Azerbaijan, and Sweden. Group F, you've got Siberia, Montenegro, Hungary, Lithuania, and Bulgaria. Uh, group H, you've got Slovenia, Northern Ireland, Kazakhstan, Denmark, Finland and San Marino. Group I, you've got Sweden, Switzerland, Roma, Kazakhstan, Iran, Abdu and Belarus. And Group J, you have got Portugal, Bos Bosnia, Iceland, Slovenia, Liechtenstein and Luxembourg. So definitely a couple of interesting groups here. Um, some of the groups obviously have six teams, um, some only have five. Um, England's one only has five, so it's going to be interesting and probably most likely to see a lot of um, same teams in it. Obviously, England, Italy, Poland, Spain, Portugal, all of these teams are all going to be in it. So yeah, it's going to be... Interesting, um, this is for the 2024, so next year's Euros. Um, so hopefully can England can be in a good form to win this one. Um, but Phil Foden is set to miss Liverpool game after being injured in England's training. Um, and, sorry, he is going to miss the game after having his appendix removed, um, which means he missed, missed the game. He was ruled out um, from England's win in in Wembley, um, he, the midfielder had surgery in London and will now face a fat spell to recover, but he is now in his return to Manchester to, for his rehabilitation.
so yeah so that wraps up um the podcast for this week a bit shorter um due to the international break and there not being much football going on but there's been a lot of news um so yeah hopefully got you all up to date um sorry again for missing last week's podcast um but yeah we'll be back um and definitely a lot more to come from the pitch side so please uh follow us on instagrams to be kept up to date with everything thank you for listening um hope you have good weeks and goodbye for all the latest news transfers and football articles check out the pitchsider.com it's the place to be Contact us on our socials. Instagram and Twitter is at The Pitchsider. Or via email is thepitchsider at hotmail.com.